Welcome to Corandel Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Dani Ramos. And this is another of your hosts, Luis Munoz. No, 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 no. Luis Munoz. Luis Munoz. <laughs> este episodio es en español, so vamos a estar cubriendo... Just kidding. <laughs> one day. One day I will record one episode in Spanish and I'll probably do... Not only my voice, but I'll also do Louis' voice mm -hmm. <laughs> until he gets Rosetta Stone. That's right. <laughs> For now, it'll be Solamente, right? Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, welcome to Corandel Podcast, guys. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I say that because we're recording this the same day that we record. Uh, we just recorded, finished recording an episode on... Um, unconditional election mm -hmm. and we're doing this because uh we are planning ahead because there's two weeks out of our recording season in which louis is not going to be present and i don't feel like recording alone <laughs> so uh we're just tackling this one right now right here one of the trending trendings <laughs> uh topics that is that is going on right now on uh, on Twitter with this lady that I don't know, but Louie, uh, pull it up. Um, we're not gonna bash her or anything, so don't 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 stop listening to us yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're just gonna go through some of the interesting things that she claims. She claims to be a Christian, but then she claims she makes she makes some statements out of her claim of being a Christian that don't go hand on hand with being a biblical Christian. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, with further ado, Louis, take it away. Yeah, so um, what she does, uh, her her name, uh, I think it's important to share her name. Her name is Joa uh, Lulman. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, and um, she's uh, kind of a well-known um, uh, person in the Christian community. Um And I use that term broadly, you know, the whole Christian community, which includes every type of Christian, not just Reformed, you know, but everything, right? And um, she went on this tirade as... Um, Professing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> she went on this tirade, as uh, Danny mentioned, um, uh, just kind of speaking of, uh, it's like a I am a Christian tirade, um, uh, but uh, it also claims that she doesn't adhere to certain things. Um, And uh, just the, the argument that um, me and Danny want to make uh, out of love is that these um, these things that she says she doesn't adhere to are actually pretty important things that um, actually are the marker for what a Christian is. Um, so we wanted to share that, uh, not just for, um, not just to, to speak on that, but uh, Danny, it's, it's my opinion, I'm not trying to be pessimistic and negative, but... It's my opinion that just because she wrote these things, um, um, that's a good indicator of also what our culture is kind of tending towards. Um, as we'll read, a lot of the things she says uh, is a lot of the things where people who confess to be Christians, uh, they live out these practices as well. And yeah. They're yeah. practices that are dangerous. Some of them practice this, things that she's uh, stating as to she's a Christian and she believes in these things. And some other people... Um, don't necessarily practice these things, but do 
ag- w- w- do agree with her statements. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's not only a lot of people inside of churches that b- will agree with her, but also um, there's obviously tons of people outside of churches that <laughs> yeah. agree with her. Yeah, and needless to say, uh, I think a great way to start is to just read um, the first three uh, series of tweets. She actually had a series of about nine or ten tweets. And this, uh, it was 10 actually, 10 tweets um, that she wrote out. uh, And you can read the rest of those um, on your own time. But uh, just for sake of time, I'll read the first three that she wrote because those are the ones we're going to be tackling. As The first three tweets were more theological and uh, doctrinal. So um, she writes, since conservative Christians keep coming at me, here it is. I am a Christian and I believe proselytizing is violence against another. I am a Christian and I believe the LGBTQ plus people are divine and should lead us. I am a Christian and I learn a lot from people who do not share my faith. I am Christian. I am a Christian and I don't go to church. I am a Christian and I don't believe the Bible is the word of God. I am a Christian and I embrace sex positivity which includes but isn't limited to sex outside of marriage. I am a Christian and I believe everyone has access to God. Everyone. I am a Christian and I do as I please, which is not to say I harm anyone because that's never okay. So, so we, we want to be fair <laughs> in our, in our um, approach to this. So as you can see, She's saying, I'm a, I'm, I am a Christian and all, you know, these are the things that I believe, right? I'm a Christian and I embrace all of this. Um, or at least this is how I lived out my Christianity. Um, but to be fair, um, the question that we should be asking ourselves is, on what standards are you determining your Christianity? Is it under, on, on your own standards or is it, on a biblical view of Christianity mm-hmm. because if it's on your own standards then you're determining what makes you a Christian but if we are biblical Christians we ourselves individually uh, uh, away from uh, the scriptures uh, cannot determine uh, uh, what, what, if, what is a Christian and what's not a Christian because we find in scripture what determines a Christian to be. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, to be fair, Louis and I are just going <laughs> to tackle this by uh, every statement that she makes, I am a Christian, and this, and we're going to add to that a, a Bible reference. And then we'll see if she actually passes the test of being a Christian. And this is something, too, just one more thing of, of introduction. Um, this is something that uh, Karam Deo, is, uh, us as a podcast, is very um, passionate about in the sense of um, adhering to biblical truths. Um, and, Danny, I don't know about you, but I think it would be, I think it would be disheartening for us to speak about the canons of Dort um, that came in response to false, a false gospel, mm-hmm. um, and then to read something like this and never address it. Yeah, um, definitely. So it's something that I think uh, for the both of us is close to our heart because we know that it is 
a perversion of the gospel. Yeah, or even the name of our podcast, right? Coramdeo. <laughs> you know, living un- under the authority <laughs> yeah. of God. Um, uh, so yeah, I think like like we said, we're gonna um, we're gonna tackle this. Uh, but before we jump into scripture, here you go. Here, here's a quote: "False theology leads to false thinking and false faith, and wrong theology needs to be corrected mm-hmm. by truth." And I think that's helpful for all of us. Yeah, be corrected by truth. Okay. First point. Mm. She says, I am a Christian and... Yeah, I am a Christian. Uh, I am a Christian and I believe proselytizing is violence against another. And that word is... is Like evangelizing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So her first point here is um, the act of... The very act of evangelism is violence uh, against another person. So what does the Bible say unto that, uh, Well, Matthew... 28:16 reads as follow Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had directed them and when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted and Jesus came and said to them All authority is in heaven and on earth has been given to me Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Go, therefore, mm-hmm. and do this thing, right? Yep. So th- that's a clear command. It's a clear command by our risen Lord mm-hmm. to go, right? To go everywhere and, uh, um, and make disciples of all nations. Um, I think that's pretty. It's pretty clear. Uh, I think her, to her point, it's violent. Um, I think it's wrong because um, um, the most loving teen, teen, teen mm-hmm. <laughs> the most loving thing a Christian can do, uh, if we believe that the, that the gospel is true, that that our Lord Jesus is the Son of God who came into this world, gave his life for his people so that we may live with him forever. The most loving thing we could do is spread this good news that, that, that Christ has come and has done this for us and that we can live unto the glory of God forever. I would even argue it's violence against someone to withhold that. Yeah. To keep that and say, I... I know the person that gives out eternal life, but yeah. I'm going to restrict that yeah. from you. Yeah. It's all, it's almost like she's saying like truth is relative, you mm-hmm. know, and it's relative. Like what is true for other people is not necessarily true for me. So leave them in their truth. Right. Like, and we'll see that because th- there's, there's another point and that, that we're going to talk about uh, um, and where Jesus can't be more clear that like, you know, there's not many pathways. There's not many truths. There's yeah. only one, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this one is the one that gets you to the Father. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first one. Uh, do you want to add a, a text to that one, or are you good with that one? Yeah, I I mean, I think just uh, I won't read it because it's pretty long, but yeah. uh, John chapter 4 mm-hmm. is a good way to see Matthew chapter 28 uh, mm-hmm. lived out by Jesus's, um Example, right, of John chapter 4 is Jesus with the woman at the well, the woman of Samaria, mm-hmm. um, where going through her sin, right, and Jesus calls out each one of her sins explicitly, 
Um, but here's the thing that's important that we have to see is um, some people can say that, well, that's Jesus. You know, Jesus can do that because he did it out of total love or whatever, right? But what does the woman do after that? The woman goes back into the city and then evangelizes yes. to everyone. Yes. Um, so I think you look at that and you see that um, evangelism indeed is not violent. Um, it is actually loving. And not only that, if you read into that story as well, you'll notice that um, um, the Samaritans and the Jewish had a different uh, belief system in the sense, in the, in the, in the sense that uh, um, their awaited Messiah, Messiah was not the same awaited Messiah as the Jews or, or, or we worship in this mountain and you guys worship over there. And when she's confronted by Jesus and, 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 and she stole all, she's told all these things. She, like you said, she runs into the city and she tells this, you know, the, the, the uh, um, her neighbors yeah. <laughs> and, and people in the city. Like, I, I think I found, the one that the prophets talked about, right? Like, mm. uh, and that's the most loving thing to do, because uh, uh, she didn't kept it to herself. Said, well, well, I'm a cast out woman because you know I've had five husbands, and and you know everybody looks down on me. But now I found I found the one. I'm gonna keep him to myself, right? Mm. No, she goes and tells everyone, and I think that's the, that's the most loving thing you can do. Yeah. I mean, true repentance breeds forth evangelism. Yeah, yeah. So. Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, second point. The second I'm sorry, I can't read them because I, <laughs> you have them, I don't. Uh, the second point is um, I am a Christian and believe LGBTQ people are divine and should lead us. Okay. That one is really, really interesting. LGBTQ people, LGBTQ. BTQ plus <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, people are divine and should lead um, us. I, I I'm not sure necessarily what she means by lead us, like lead us in government or lead us in the church or whatnot. But like I want to stick to the church part, church part, right? Um, Titus chapter one, verse eight. Um, actually, not verse eight. Sorry, uh, verse five talks about the qualifications for elders. Um, for the leaders of the church, right? This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order um, and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Sorry, my wife just texted me. I was reading it. Appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery, as you said, right? Debauchery mm-hmm. or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's for an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-control, upright, holy, and disciplined. And then he continues. He continues giving more uh, um, um, qualifications. Um, I think the scripture is clear unto like who who the qualification of 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 the leaders of the church, um, and unapologetically the LGBTQ plus people um, fall short mm-hmm. <laughs> by a long haul of of that. 
um, you will have to do some gymnastics or avoid some text in Scripture or eliminate some text from Scripture to be able to say that the LGBTQ plus people um, community, um, they, they, they fill those requirements um, because their ideology goes completely against to, to what Scripture states, not only for leadership, but also for the community that God, God is calling unto himself to be holy and blameless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is something, too, that um, when we look at uh, Titus, Titus uh, um, was a, a faithful minister to the um, the city of Crete, mm-hmm. um, and Crete has a bad uh, rep, uh, reputation. That's why in our uh, vernacular, sometimes there's a phrase that, that we share in English like, Oh, you dirty little Cretans, you know, um, <laughs> and it's it, it actually comes from uh, Titus 1.12. One of the Cretans, a, a prophet of your, their own, said Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. Um, so I think it, it it would do us well to also look at a text um, that speaks unto uh, what us as Cretans are. Right. Because we're all dirty little mm-hmm. Cretans. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, it's a, a verse, in my opinion, of hope from 1 Corinthians uh, 6. Uh, we can go uh, 9 through 11 where it says, Or do you not know that the un- that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And listen to what Paul says here, because this is the blessed hope, right? And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Um, What Paul makes known here, and and, and coupling that with, with Titus, is... Um, the people that are that we ought to learn from and, and be led by is firstly Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also those that are in the fold of those who have been washed, who have been sanctified, who have been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good. So, yeah. All right, and Next. we'll and we'll talk about um, yeah yeah there's sexuality more and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Next point. Um, so the third point is. I am a Christian, and I learn a lot from people who do not share my faith. Okay, that one that that one is actually kind of like interesting, and uh, there's a part of it that I would I would consider is true, like true in a sense. Like, what does she mean? I, again, you will have to ask the question: What does she mean by this? Mm-hmm. Right? If she means that um, as Christians that we can learn from other people. Uh, and their walks of life and their ideologies, and 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 that will put us in a in a position to better understand them, and uh, uh, share the gospel with them. Of course, yes, I think that's what that's what apologetics is, right? Like mm-hmm. we we understand other other worldviews, and we uh, bring the gospel into that to that so that to that to what they are you know their understanding, so that we can share. Uh, the gospel with them and the most loving thing like the <laughs> when the world did uh, um, I plea with them to see the truth and the beauty of the gospel um, and 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 turn from their false worldview mm-hmm. um, if that's what she means yeah but if what she means is that as Christians 
um, we can learn from other people's uh, walk of life and faith and that will uh, add to our Christianity something that that is possibly missing in our understanding of biblical Christianity um, then I would say no mm-hmm. I would say that's uh, uh, wrong and, 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 and the text that comes to to mind is first Corinthians um, 11 one mm-hmm. uh, be imitators of me as I am of Christ um, I think that's clear right we we Paul is saying imitate me as I imitate Christ the goal is to follow Christ as Christians we are Christians because we follow Christ uh, um, and not and not the the ideologies or philosophies of, of this world um, or false uh, uh, um, religions of this of this world right we, we follow Christ so I think that the standard the biblical standard is clear Christians follow Christ therefore we 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 are learning as Christians um, and our faith comes from following Christ mm-hmm. and what's already established for us in the Word of God um, that doesn't mean that we that we that we learn everything that we need to know from the Word of God concerning this life. Like, the Bible doesn't doesn't teach me how to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see what yeah. I mean? Like, so she would have to like <laughs> um, expand more. What do you mean about that? Because the Bible doesn't teach me how to um, fly an airplane. Yeah. Or ride a horse. Put up drywall. Put up drywall. <laughs> Definitely doesn't teach me how to put up drywall. And I've been doing that for like three months in my house. Yep. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, she will have to like explain more on that. But if if what she means is that other religions add to Christianity, then no. Yeah. Or other ideologies or philosophies of the world add to Christianity, then no. We don't follow that. We follow Christ. And we follow Christ by what the Word of God says, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next point she makes uh, is, I think, one that uh, a lot of uh, us see in our day-to-day lives, uh, especially those are who are um, regular attenders and men- members of the church. I am a Christian, and I don't go to church. Um, yeah. Danny, what do you think about that? I got you. I got you. Hebrews 10... 10- 25, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Am I good? Yep. 1025. Uh, let's take it up on uh, 24. 1024. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near that's what i think about that that's what i think Mm. about that (laughs) she says i'm a christian and i don't go to church that's what she said right Mm. or i'm a christian i don't or i don't need to go to church yeah um well it leads me to you know to understand that she doesn't understand what even the word church means right that it's ecclesia uh iglesia Mm. (laughs) um which is uh um the meeting of of a of a of a group, right? Um, and in this case, the meeting of the saints in one place together to do what I to do what I just read, right? To stir up one another, 
and and love and good works to build one to build up one another and love and good works to build one another uh, uh, with the truth of the gospel um, so that we may grow right that build up one another that we may grow together uh, not neglecting to do this that is so essential for the believer mm-hmm. um, in fact I know this is, has nothing to do with the Reformation, uh, but <laughs> um, one of the, and I told you this like last week. Um, I was reading that one of the things that uh, Calvin used to do, uh, he used to preach seven to eight times a week because he solely believed that uh, the only way, uh, um, and I'm just I'm 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 here paraphrasing to what I read, but he believed that. Uh, the only way for the Christian to to work on their sanctification continuously was by hearing the preaching of the Word of God continuously on a daily basis. Mm. So seven to eight times a week, he took the pulpit to preach the gospel to the people of his church mm. because he believed that it will it will it will uh, um, lead his people to reflect on the truths of the gospel and put sin to death in their lives and. We can't do that alone. Yeah. We need a community of believers to be able to do that. And we and, and we do that when we gather together at least once a week faithfully in the ch- with the church. And we do that throughout the week as we continuously meet with other believers. And that's the church, right? That's the church. A covenant um, uh, uh, family that meets together and make a covenant to say we're going we're gonna to live together as one body united in Christ to grow together. And you can't do that alone. Yeah. I don't know if you need to add something to that. Yeah. And I I think, too, the idea of that is also um, uh, it's us realizing, too, um, do we do we truly love the church as Christ loves the church? Right. Um, We're going to talk about Ephesians five later, but um, I think uh, seeing that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water from the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without its spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Yeah. Now that sounds like something that's important. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if Christ's sacrifice on the cross was for the church as a whole, um, then that's not something that we should easily just dismiss and say, well, the church isn't for me. Church might be for some people, but not for me. Yeah. No, the church is for all those who belong to Christ. Yeah. FYI, before we continue, guys, you hear all those birds in the <laughs> background? <laughs> That's not a background sound effect that we have on. We're just outside and like birds are like. <laughs> you can wow, hear. I hear it now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Coromandel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just as an FYI. Yeah. Office. We are we're in the backyard office. <laughs> um, okay, we continue. I am a Christian. She writes, and I don't believe the Bible is the word of God. From all of these, this is like the one that like got me like, then how are you a Christian? Yeah. Like that's a that's a huge statement, right? Like like I can see you're working through some of the other statements, you know, as as some people are like in their walks of faith, right? Working through that and like coming to the reality that this is what the Bible says. But like to say I'm a Christian and I don't believe the Bible is the word of God and just dismiss everything. Yeah. Um, Second Timothy three sixteen. You have it. Yep. Um, 
All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And 17, that that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Yeah, like, again, what's the standard of her, of her Christianity? Yeah. Um, if her standard is herself, then that that's so relative. Like then anybody can be a Christian and say, "Well, I'm a Christian," and because and these are my standards to what I think a Christian is. Um, so anybody could have different standards. Everybody has different standards. So to mm -hmm. a, I mean, we we talked about this, right? Like everybody has. We can see we see that in this day and age. There's so many people that call themselves Christians, but they have different standards to what that means. Jehovah Witnesses are Christians. Mormons are Christians. Um, um, and he's saying that in quotations also. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, I'm saying that Christians. in quotations. I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> affirming them as Christians. Be but at the end of the day, both different ideologies as well, and embrace different doctrines about the person of Christ and so forth. Um, not the historic uh, uh, um, statements of Christianity. Or, 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 oh, I can't say that word today. Ortho Orthodox. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the order. Orthodox. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> not the Orthodox beliefs of <laughs> the church. <laughs> Thank you, Louis. Yep. Um, so, you know, to say that I'm a Christian and I don't believe in the Word of God, I don't, I don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Then, you just this, you know, you're then you you you're creating your own standard of what you think a Christian is. And not the whole consensus of what a, a biblical Christian really is and has been affirmed for um, for thousands of years, right? Um, um, so, yeah. Well, I know you have more to add to that. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, and this is an analogy that's coming to my mind, and uh, Danny, tell me if, it's, uh, if it works or not. But I think being a Christian that doesn't adhere to the Bible is basically like saying I'm a baseball player but I never played the sport. I was, no, I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say I'm a uh, uh, biologically I was born a man but I'm a woman. Mm. What's the standard? Well, I just feel like it. Yeah. That's that's basically what she's saying. <laughs> and that's probably the uh, same strand of thinking that she has as well in that. All right, uh, I'm a Christian because I feel like it. Mm. What do you mean by it? I mean, how how do you know this? Well, because I feel like I'm a Christian. Mm. How can you prove that? Well, my feelings. Mm. And not what the word it's it's mind boggling to me. Yeah. But, what's what's the authority? Yeah, what's the yeah, source? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, and moving on to what you were just talking about, um, I am a Christian and I embrace sex positivity. Which includes, but isn't limited to, sex outside of marriage. Um, and outside of marriage not only includes both fornication. Uh, this is not what she's writing, but outside of marriage we can assume that what that means is not only fornication, but also adultery. Yes, we have a couple of Bible verses for that. Genesis one um, let Let's go right to the beginning. Genesis one twenty seven reads, um, So God created man... In his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I, I think the Bible is clear. Again, if the standard of her statements are her, her her feelings or her own personal philosophical ideologies, 
then she can freely say that I'm a Christian because whatever, right? Blah, 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 blah. The sky is red. Whatever. (laughs) But if, if her standard is biblical truth, what the Bible says, then, then she's, she, she's, she's dead wrong. Literally dead wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, because the Bible is clear. And even, even when it comes to sexuality, um, male and female, he created them. Um, so I I bank with, I bank with what the Bible says. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that thing outside of marriage, let's look at the first marriage in scripture, right? Uh Genesis 2:24, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast mm-hmm. hold fast to his wife that they shall become one flesh. Um that's speaking to the exclusivity of man and wife. Um uh, and that there is only one man for that wife and there is only one wife for that man and they're holding fast to one another. Yeah, and or the Ten Commandments, mm. right? We read in Deuteronomy 5.18, and you shall not commit adultery. Mm. Um, I think the commands in Scripture are clear, right? Uh, and specifically this one. So she, for her, sex, you know, positivity, positively, whatever, and like, um, um, sex before marriage. But even like sex outside of marriage, <laughs> of uh, uh, those who are married having sex with other people, like the Bible is clear too, right? You should not commit adultery. Um, so I'm not, I, I'm not understanding <laughs> where I am understanding. <laughs> Where she's like, where is she, where is she getting all these um, um, ideology state or statements, and still saying affirming herself as a Christian? Mm. It's it's uh it's an oxymoron, right? It's a, like it's controversial the statement to say I'm a Christian and I affirm this, but then we see again. She says clearly, I'm a Christian and I don't believe that the Bible is the word of God. So she's not taking into consideration um, the reality that in Scripture, God himself condemns these things, right? Mm. And doesn't approve of them. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is something too, especially with the the three text that uh, me and Danny just presented. We should have read that one the last. Uh, I'm a Christian. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, we should have. Because then that would say this, this, all of this makes sense yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those three texts that uh, we just mentioned, um, I'm sure there's people that might be listening um, that will say, well, that's Old Testament. Uh, that's Old Testament law. Um, but Jesus doubles down on that in Mark 10, mm-hmm. uh, 6 through 7. Yes, he does. I won't, I won't read it for you guys, but he says... Uh, and God created them male and female. He mm-hmm. created them so that they would hold fast to one another. Um, and I think Hebrews 13, 4 it says, let marriage four. be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be on the file for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. That's talking there, sexually immoral, not only the fornicators, but the ones who commit adultery as well. Mm-hmm. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with, you know, what you have. For he said, I will never leave you and forsake you. Yeah. And I, I think one of the most important uh, verses, you know, it's it's interesting. Paul writes in every one of his letters about sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. 
because it's so important. And the reason why he says it's so important is found in 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, where he says, flee from sexual immorality. Um, and this is why. Because every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually moral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay. Next one. Should we move on? Yeah. I am a Christian, and I believe that everyone has access to God. Everyone. Mm. Here we go. This one is. This is one that you got. You guys probably have it down. Okay. She says, "I'm a Christian, and everyone has access um, to God. Everyone, without distinction." Here's what Jesus says in John 14, verse uh, uh, four, 6. Jesus said, actually, let's take it up a little bit more. Let's take it up from verse 1. That's okay. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, will I have told you that? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Here's what Th Th uh, Thomas said to him. Lord, we, don't, we, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Here's Jesus' answer. Remember what she said. She said, everyone has access to the Father. And here's Jesus' answer. I am the way and the truth mm. and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. Her statement, her statement, everyone has access to the Father. But she misses that Jesus is saying, no one comes to the Father except through me. So if by, if by, if she's implying that everyone has access to the Father through Jesus, amen. But if she's just saying everyone has access to God and leaves this condition outside of that, then she's, again, dead wrong. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's, that's, that's a clear statement. He, listen to what Jesus is saying. I am the way, not Muhammad. Yeah. I am the way. I am the way, not the Virgin Mary. I am the way. I am the way, not Buddha. Mm. I am the way. I am the way, not uh, um, the Archangel Michael, mm. <laughs> right? I am the way. And you can do that with, you know, I am the life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, um, I am the truth. You can do that. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Hmm. So, Jesus is clear. And then you can add, you, you can add to this, that verse that you're going to read right now. Yeah. Um, Ephesians 2, 17, 18, and 19 says, And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. Verse 18 is the important one. For through him we both have access in one spirit 
to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers through, and aliens. Through whom? Through Christ. Through Christ. So you 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 add that John fourteen and then Ephesians, Ephesians uh, two uh, eighteen. Jesus is clear, right? And Paul is clear. Mm -hmm. Jesus is clear. I am the way, and Paul says only through Him we have access. Yeah. So, who has the question is then who has access to the Father? Mm. Everyone without distinction. And the answer to that, from a biblical. <laughs> Uh, uh, standpoint is not everyone yeah only those who are what in Christ mm. so again yeah and that's why it's so important that truth right there the exclusivity of Christ mm -hmm. is so important for us because that is the one distinction that's the good news of the gospel so it puts back to what the first one was evangelism is violence against others when we withhold it, it is because of the exclusivity of Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ is the only one that, that opens up the gates for us to come into heaven. Yeah. And uh, us saying that everyone has access, I think, gives us an example of, of why uh, someone would think that evangelism is evil. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just want to make a clarification. Some of you might think that I am, like, fired up and, like, like mad. <laughs> I'm just passionate about these things. Yeah, likewise. I'm not mad. Man. It's my, it's my Hispanic, my Hispanic Latino blood, mi sangre. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, you know, gets me talking. Like, that's what, like, you know, when I preach, I preach. <laughs> people yeah. think, some people think I'm mad. But I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm not coming down people. I'm just passionate about these things, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the next one. We're uh, almost done. Yeah. This is actually the last one. Um, the last point is I am a Christian and I do as I please. Mm. You got Romans one eighteen. Yeah, Romans one eighteen. Um and actually the latter part of Romans, um The statement is I am a Christian and I do as I please. So for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Um and I'll continue just for a little bit. For what can be known about God is plain in them because God has shown it to them. And then he talks about the invisible attributes of God. And at the end here of Romans 1:28, he says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They all full of envy, murder, strife, uh, deceit, maliceness. They, all, they are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things desire to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Um, this is complete rebellion against God, right? Yeah. Uh, this statement, I think, is the most grievous of all of them, uh, that I am a Christian and I do as I please, because it is looking... Um, at the face of God, at the face of Christ, at the face of, uh, of the Spirit of God, right? The Holy Trinity looking in the face and saying, your ways are not the right ways. My, My ways way. are. Yeah. And that's so grievous. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, we talked about this when we were talking about condition and election. Um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse yeah. 3 to 6. Um, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us 
in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. That we should be holy and blameless before him. So, to leave, to, to leave, to live as you please, With like we like, like what you just said like like and bang and like like uh, um thrusting your fist to the to the sky and yeah. saying like I de- you know yeah. I determine um what's pleasing right I, to me yes if you're outside of Christ of course but if you are in Christ your life should look like this holy and blameless before Him mm. and that like I said in that in that episode. It's an already but not yet reality of the believer that we are holy and blameless before him. Already and not yet because we're walking towards that and that's the end goal. Mm. And a reality because that's how God sees us already in eternity. But it doesn't say that he chose us before the foundation of the world in Christ so that we may leave, live as we please. Yeah. It actually says that he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world so we may live has, in a way that he has already determined for us to live holy and blameless before him. Hmm. He pred- and he continues, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the, to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved mm. so he has not only chose us in Christ but he has also adopted us in Christ and then Romans Romans 8 29 right that it says that uh, um, he predestined us so that we may um, be, uh, um, be transformed into the image of Christ mm-hmm. adoption be transformed into the image of Christ we as Christians ought to take as adopted sons and daughters, we ought to take the image of our fam- of the family resemblance. Mm. And that's in Christ. Christ as our big brother, we look unto him mm. and we follow him and we're transformed into his image. So we don't live as we please ourselves in this world. We live to the contrary, to please God because in him we are seen as holy and blameless for the glory of his grace. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I think a fitting way to 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 end this um because all of these um evangelism is a is a command by God, right? Um submitting to godly leadership is a command by God. Um, um, learning from those being imitators of uh, of righteousness is a command by God. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to church, it's a command. command. Um, adhering to the word of God, it's a command. It's a command. Um, abstaining from sexual morality is a command. Um, and then, with all of that, as you see, and then. The life you live, I think the the thing that we need to look at is what Jesus says in John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, 
You will do my command. Mm -hmm. Right? That's good. You will keep my commandments. Um, Friends, I think uh, this is something that uh, that we should um, stand stand firm against. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, this is not to do violence to people. Mm. <laughs> we shouldn't, but it's for us to know what we believe and why we believe what we believe, right? Uh, and where we stand. It's important for us. And listen, our Christianity. Our biblical Christianity is going to be tested either in this time or in the time times to come in this side of eternity. Um, but at one point or, or another, mark my words, our Christianity is going to be tested. Yeah. And we should stand firm in what we know is true. Biblically. Truth. If not, we're just going to be like the waves of the sea, right? Coming back and forth, coming back and forth. But if we know what we believe, because it's biblically true, we're going to stand firm in what we know that glorifies God. Mm. Again, the chief end of man is to what? Enjoy God and glorify Him forever. And we do that when we know what His Word says. Mm. Those, those are my ending remarks. <laughs> yeah. And a, a good thing that we can both remember, these things uh, that are coming up and everything that comes from now to God calls us all home, it's nothing new. Exactly. Um, and that's the beautiful thing, right? That uh, that there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Um, but just as faithful men and women stood against these things in the past, we have to stand against these things too. Because if it isn't true, what does Paul say? We are to be the most despised out of all <laughs> yeah, of us. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But with that said, I think we're done here. I think so. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe. Mm. Uh, but um, nothing. Stay safe. Uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. God bless.